2: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
3: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
2: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski
4: slopes! Wait!
3: Did we just invent California?
4: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
1: What's up everybody? Welcome into the inaugural episode of L Huddle alongside MJ Acosta Ruiz. Yeah! <laughs> I am merely merely Will Silva. Uh MJ, we did it. Uh computer wow. troubles. I have been wanting this to happen literally before the launch of this podcast oh. had massive computer problems needed uh what is it the geek squad i needed you name it just to get this thing launched just beforehand too never had a computer issue until the launch of the podcast
4: it never fails but one thing about us will we're resilient we're gonna make it work we're gonna figure (laughs) out a way.
1: Yeah, yes, we do. We, we figure out, we we find a way. Um, I find I found a way to get this show launched. I've been thinking about it for a year, and yeah. this is going to be a podcast that is going to reflect us. Yes. We are part of this very diverse Latino fan base of the NFL. Uh, you and I, we learn to speak Spanish first. First generation. A lot of our fans, the NFL, they are just as diverse. We are a kaleidoscope of different... A
4: tapestry.
1: Tapestry, colors, sizes, shapes, the whole thing. And I know that you're proud, I'm proud. And on this program, we want to reach this audience, nuestra gente, as we like to say, right? And I think we will... You know, in in talking to uh, those Latino voices that that cover the game, part of the game. And we're going to get a chance to talk, you know, pop culture, music, fashion. Uh, Some of my impressions will be in there as well. My favorite. (laughs) Right. Thank you. Audience of one, uh, hopefully more. But, um, you know, we really just want to to connect because I know that was something that you and I talked about and we wanted to to make it happen. And here we are. It is happening.
4: And the best part, I think, is I I really want people to know how this came together. Again, Will has been sort of this is his brainchild over the past year trying to put this together. And he literally stopped me in the hallway. I think it was like coming out of the bathroom uh, at NFL uh, Media and said, hey, hermana, (laughs) we got to do this. There's this podcast we're trying to put together. Are you in? And I said, say less. Let's get this going, and now here we are. Um, I mean, it's it's so exciting to see it actually happening. There's no turning back now. Will we got to? No, leave.
1: no, Vamanos! Let's do this. Let's get down to it.
4: Let's get down to business because a lot whoo, a lot has happened. We're starting week six of the NFL and of course we've been keeping tabs well and you and I uh have been having our own little side chats text message back and forth um I just came back from the London games there's still one more left in London before we head over to Munich um so a lot of things happening the Packers taking a loss over there one of the big pieces missing from that office offense Devante Adams now with the Raiders Devante made pretty big headlines this week Um, of course, after that Raiders loss to the Chiefs, you saw him leaving the field, going into the tunnel, and there was that confrontation with um, someone who was credentialed, seemingly a photographer there, um, got in Devontae's way, and Devante shoved him there. And now there are misdemeanor um, assault charges that have been filed for pushing that cameraman. This is intense, and there's so many layers to it, Will. Initially, I think we all saw it and we said, oh my God what's happening it was an emotional game for sure
1: yeah it was an emotional game that was sparked when he and hunter renfro had collided and then he threw his helmet and you and i have been on the field before and covered teams and locker rooms etc and it just happened that this this credentialed Uh, media member walked out at the exact same time that Devante was walking out. And uh, if you look at a couple of different angles, you see that that they both didn't see each other. They collided. But what ended up happening is that Devante ended up extending his arms. And so I think people are up in arms about it. And quite frankly, and no pun intended, by the way, when I say that, but Uh, He got into the locker room and he apologized for it and he knew it right away. It was the heat of the moment. I know there's some people that say, well, maybe there should be more of a cooling off period because, as you know, um, there is that media cooling off period or for the players really before you get a chance to go into the locker room. I don't know if we're at that if if we're in that uh, state yet. Um, no. because this isn't something that's happening all over the NFL, all over stadiums with star players. Right. So, yeah. um, I, I think he's learning from, we had Mac Collins on his teammate on good morning football. He said, Hey, uh, I didn't know about it until the following day. So, wow. um, yeah, the, 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 NFL is probably going to take their time with a suspension here, given the fact the Raiders are on a bye week MJ.
4: There's a there's a lot, this is a, such a big conversation and very polarizing too, because there's a lot of different angles of this and there's a lot of yeah. um, different takes on it as well, right? An emotional game, obviously this is a, a, a football player, he's a larger guy, this dude who wasn't in pads, fine. When we first saw it, it was definitely a shock, like, whoa, Tay, what are you doing? Especially if you ever interacted with Devontae and you know he's not a bully, like he's not a guy who's doing that type of stuff. However- yeah. it was a bad look i mean there's no way around it it just damn damn but i'm gonna keep it real with you i feel like misdemeanor assault charges i'm like what are we what are we doing here like Mm -hmm. i can't speak for this person i was in there i didn't get pushed to the ground right Right. so it's not my place to say how he feels about the situation but it feels to me like an over over correction of of the situation it's not like he was pinpointed like you I'm gonna go push you down to the ground. Again, his feelings about the situation are valid. Only he can speak to how he felt in that moment. But man, right. I feel like this has spiraled so far out of control. Um,
1: yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I, I, I I totally hear you. I think, um, you know, if you follow uh, Andrew Brandt, he is mm-hmm. a former front office executive. Um, he was with the Green Bay Packers for a lot of years. He always says, there will be lawyers. Um, and <laughs> right that's right. how this feels like this is what's going to happen so um we'll we'll see i, I think it might be a little bit of a, a of a knee-jerk reaction but i guess yeah. to each their own you know
4: right to, right we can we're not in his shoes but um no better time for a bye week for the raiders than, than yeah. right now. i would assume uh on the other end of the spectrum as we're on the topic of receivers we're getting ready for the return of Odell Beckham Jr. Of course, he's mm-hmm. been recovering, rehabbing from that knee injury. He suffered in the Super Bowl with the Rams. A lot of questions. Some people saying, well, dang, the Packers could surely use a wide receiver one. Couldn't they? Of course, he's not slated to return until mid-November, but that's that's right the corner. Look how quick we went through six weeks, Will. Um, yeah. But Sean McVay and the Rams said, hold on, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We want a Lombardi with this man. He scored for us before he got hurt here. Uh, A little interesting back and forth over Twitter between OBJ and his, do we still call him his coach? Because he's technically a free agent, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but you know what, though? uh, You know, with OBJ, he has a nameplate and a locker there still waiting for him. So they are treating him as if he's part of the franchise, part of the club, and Um, he feels like he didn't get an offer that was worthy of his talent and what he did in that Super Bowl, which, by the way, before he got hurt, he probably like would have been an MVP. Uh, and, And the Rams and Sean McVay are saying, well, wait a second. We still have to give you our final offer. Now, we also had a chance to speak with Von Miller on good morning football and he talked about you know like keeping in touch with OBJ huh. and it felt like he was an insider like a Ian Rappaport or Tom Palisero, or Mike Gallo
4: right interesting yeah
1: and he was talking about like yeah so so OBJ he's been going to the Saints he's checking out the Giants he's going to well, the well, Bucs. Well. and you know he was talking about visiting people that he knows there uh and they talk a lot And it would make sense if he went to a place like Buffalo, where even though they don't need him, boy, he would just add just another dimension there,
4: wouldn't he? Well, and he'd be fresh in the latter part of a season that's already a week longer. That's right. Oh, see, that's what we said this about the Rams, or I did anyway. Like, oh, y'all just greedy. Now you're just adding pieces here to the end of the yeah. that's The play, right? That's the strategy that you need when you're trying to win a Super Bowl. I am still of the mindset that the Bills are going to the Super Bowl this season. I think yep, they should have been in the Super Bowl last season. Um. Oh,
1: me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, te <it's gusta. laughs> I'm telling good. you, I think that's a possibility, or even Kansas City. I mean, Mm -hmm. he would bring a dimension to that offense. But also, that's assuming that he's fully healthy because this thing happened in February, right? So, this Mm -hmm. is assuming good health and he's going to be effective because right now, he's a slot receiver. And he wasn't even the number one option with the Rams. Remember, he was the third option behind Robert Woods. So, if he wants Mm -hmm. a Super Bowl, KC and Buffalo is where I'm
4: looking. Oh no question. All right. Speaking of health and injuries, we yes. got a slew of injuries, man, and this yes, is why did. conversations like this are so important. We've got quarterbacks down, Baker Mayfield ankle day to day, Dak Prescott mm-hmm. of course started light throwing on the side, A Aaron, Aaron Rodgers also didn't practice earlier this week. The running back situation, Johnny T with Indy, Saquon, a shoulder. Come on, Saquon, mm-hmm. you've been going off the Seahawks. Rashad Penny, who has been really on the up and up there for them this season. I mean, all across the leagues, the quarterbacks are the most interesting one, especially for me. I'm watching Dak. Remember initially, Jerry Jones, was like he's going to be back in four weeks. Thankfully, right. Cooper Rush is doing his job as the backup. Right. I'm really curious to see how quickly he can come back.
1: Well, well, the thing is, like, with Dak, I don't think I've ever talked about grip strength as much as I have over <laughs> the past two weeks. Uh, there's something about Fair. grip strength, right? And so uh, mm-hmm. I think with Dak, they have to slow play this. We've seen this in the past with him with other injuries, a calf injury that he had. He also had an ankle injury. And so they really want to have him have a full week of, con- of, of uh of practice. And that's what Mike yeah. McCarthy has said. So not surprising. Everything is going well with Cooper cup, but there's something about like Jerry Jones, you know, he's liking this. He says it. it's, I love it's, it. uh, you know, with, uh, with Dak, um, I do believe he needs to uh, spin that ball um I'll never and uh, be over
4: this impression and
1: and um and he is sponsored by Samsung uh, by no. the way uh, uh, so um we um we believe that uh, Dak will be able to uh, spin the ball it's like he loves he loves the fact that that we're talking about the Cowboys right that they're relevant and this is like the reality TV series and this is really the first time like where I feel like the Cowboys are truly legit with the team that mm-hmm. they have
4: no question um Cowboys, Cooper Rush, starting his fifth game for this team, mm. a big divisional yeah. matchup this Sunday under the lights against the Eagles. I don't know. I mean, I know we talk about Cooper Rush, but yeah. it's this defense for me. This Dallas defense, we had Trayvon Diggs on, on Total Access um, earlier this week, and he's he's not much of a talker in terms of interviews, right? We know his son Aiden is, is – the forward oh yeah, the family. yeah. <laughs> but on the field Trayvon is lighting it up and he continues to do so he spoke so highly of Micah Parsons which who we've seen kill it on the field but I loved what he said about Micah in the locker room because now second season and he said the growth for him and his confidence as a leader in the locker room has mm-hmm. made a big jump already and that's the type of stuff that if you're an opposing offense going up against <laughs> these guys you should probably be worried
1: I don't know. Yeah, no, and I think that Trayvon should be worried because he'll likely be matched up with H.J. Brown, so he's really going to mm. be tested right there in the secondary. As all yeah. those defensive backs are going to be with Devontae Smith too, yep. uh, and that that D line is just so imposing. They get after no it; question. they're fast, yeah. and it doesn't matter. They could all be standing they could all have their hand on the ground and they just get to the quarterback Uh, I I think it'll be interesting to see how the Eagles neutralize Mike uh Micah Parsons where where it's been suggested maybe you just run the ball down the throat of Micah Parsons to really um to to really get him off base And, and maybe if you are the Eagles um, you know, you look at this and, and and maybe you run your screen game a little bit more, yep. a little bit more RPO, and you get, you know, Jalen Hurts out of harm's way because this defense of of the the, the Cowboys is legit. And, and listen, the Cowboys are legit too. So it'll be interesting to see how that offensive line, which is a little bit banged up for the Eagles, uh, does against that D-line, that defense in general of the Cowboys.
4: Yeah, before we take a quick pause here, I'll leave you with this, Will. This is for first place
2: yes. in the
4: NEC East. 4-1 and for the Cowboys' undefeated mm. Eagles team. You got to love it.
1: I do. I do. Wouldn't have thought it, but here we are talking about it, and it's a big deal.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring –
3: It's where the adventure begins.
2: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
5: What's up? I'm John Wall.
6: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all?
3: I'm going to be honest with you. I don't
5: think I could have took it all.
0: I said, I said OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because you didn't need it? Ain't
6: it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
4: A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait!
3: Did we just invent
0: California?
4: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know, there's a very negative connotation on the word chismosa or chismoso. But we love to spill a little tea, Will. And there's a lot to talk about. (laughs) We're just coming off of this big conversation about the NFC East and how the Cowboys and the Eagles are killing it. But the commanders, (laughs) not to be outdone, had their own little bit of chisme this week. This definitely had me saying, por qué? Why would you do this? Ron Rivera, friend of both of our shows, friend of the network, amazing coach, great human being. Yeah. Yes. But he had a little faux pas this week when he said that the reason they were behind in the division was because of the quarterback
1: oh ah, porque ¿Por um yeah, that's that's li- listen, I'll just say like my Nicaraguan father was more into novellas than my mom was. Just <laughs> yeah. to, you know, so he would be the one that would say he would say porque or he say like ¿y este con ese. You know, he would right. he would be so into it. So that's like if your husband says like, oh, hey, honey, did you see Days of Our Lives? Did you see what happened with this character? Yeah, right? So uh, that and aside, with with Coach Rivera, we do love him, but this is one thing where it was unnecessary to have this sort of distraction. And all that it does, it just perpetuates this, this thought of how Carson Wentz is. Because even though Frank Reich was this guy, it didn't work out. Uh, in Indy and this just feels like this is his last stand and I think right. coach Rivera is looking at the division and say wait a second the Cowboys are winning with Cooper Rush hold on a second Daniel Jones is winning with the Giants and now we have Carson Wentz and listen we've seen Carson Wentz he can throw the ball 350 yards and get two touchdowns, but then we'll have the costly interception. So you never know what line. you're going to get from him. Yeah, and yeah. so this is this is the problem with him, and, and it's just it's so interesting because at one point in time, he was thought of as an MVP with the Eagles, and something happened when he had that injury against the Rams, went down with the knee, and this, just something hasn't been right. You know, MJ, it just feels like, you know, you want him to do well. He's got the skill set, but there's always something is the yeah, but with him.
4: Yep. Yep. That's the reason why a lot of folks can't buy in. And listen, Coach Rivera went back on. He had a radio interview and said, look, this is is not what I was trying. Yeah, I wasn't trying to put this out there. He didn't run the words back, to be clear. (laughs) But he did apologize (laughs) for the distraction, like you mentioned. Then Carson got on the mic earlier this week and said, Oh, why? I didn't even hear about this. What do you, there was a thing? Coach said <laughs> right. Well yeah, played, yeah. Carson. Well played. I mean, what else is he going to say? Pobrecito. Yeah. But... Well, hey,
1: listen, well, 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 you say that, you know, I mentioned like my dad being in novellas. I know that you're close with your dad too, right? Yes. Um. I know he texts you a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, talk to us. Like what, what is, he... what is the text? chains with you and your he's dad
4: up to, he's upped his game lately from text messages to just straight up calling me facetime conversations i, I think they're um, saying say
1: like he's on whatsapp now
4: they i mean no he's now? absolutely first of all the, the <laughs> video calls are absolutely on whatsapp exclusively but um recently i, w- I was able to go back home a few weeks yeah. ago for that big um bill's dolphins game yeah. so while I was only there literally for twenty-four hours, you know, my folks came up to see me, and we had lunch. And that is when my entire world came crashing down on me. Wilson, oh oh, my father dropped a bomb on me, and my whole life is a lie. We're sitting there at lunch we're talking about the you know the the bills dolphins game oh my god this is so great but blah, blah. obviously yeah. you guys know if you don't know i'm a former miami dolphins cheerleader so very much not just a fan but like ingratiated in the franchise absolutely as i thought was my father turns out dun 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 my dad is a bills fan what, Will. what? i never knew this what? my whole existence is a lie you know how much Dolphins gear I've gifted this man over the years? Polo shirts, hats, mugs. And he graciously, because he loves his daughter. Yes, our, our producer, Aaron, who's a huge Bills fan, loving this. Um, And he supports me. And it's not that he doesn't, he doesn't not like the Dolphins, right? But I, I'm mystified, right? In the middle of this Cuban restaurant called La Cajeta in, <laughs> in Miami, trying to eat some Cuban food. Yeah. And I can't, I have no appetite at this point. I'm like, dad, a division rival, no less? Like, what are wow. you talking about? First of all, no, no other conversation for the week. I need to understand where this came from. So the backstory of this is that when my parents first immigrated to the United States, we they moved to New York, to New York City. So this was 1987. You know who's very popular quarterback around that time? Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. And yep. so my dad, the first introduction he got to American football was like this Bills Jim Kelly era situation. So, in that aspect, I can't even be mad at him, right? Like, he has good reason
6: wow. to be a Bills
4: fan. What is slightly horrifying is that he kept this from me for my entire life. I'm going to be 30 years old next month. And this is the first time I'm hearing of it
1: coming up on dr phil they're
4: gonna protect you no matter what
1: coming up on dr phil mj acosta ruiz and her (laughs) dad you know it is (laughs) yeah
4: (laughs) i had no idea that he was part of Uh, Bill's mafia he's been covertly living in miami all these years um yeah it's just you you never know the man i I didn't realize
1: that it's like the bills the bills have a
4: sleeper cell down in Miami is how you're Dude, saying this unreal now he ah. watches the game you know a little bit more objectively I would say but like I how do you not tell me that you know how many years I spent auditioning to be a Miami Dolphins cheerleader <laughs> wow I auditioned five times in the span of almost a decade before I actually wow. made it the team so all this time he's coming out to me audition oh. he's like cheering oh. me on and all the while he secretly wants oh, wow. to jump on a table
1: <laughs> In- <laughs> and eat and eat wings. And oh, he wings. he does
4: have an affinity for wings. I should have known. <laughs> now what? Oh, All right, well, yeah. as I regroup and I get myself yeah. together, yeah. there's a few questions here that I want to know on what you're thinking about this week and yeah. this game. We're going to buy our Selva. Okay. And I love it. I love it.
1: Okay. All
4: right. Let's stop down real quick. Just so we get these questions um sort of important. There you go, Aaron. I've been holding that for you all week.
1: That is unbelievable. I can't believe that. And just didn't, didn't I tell you.
4: So upset. And mind you, he's like eating his like chicken. Like, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's the Bills for me. Like, unfazed, just like.
1: Wow. So, it like must have been a... killing them inside the watch like a dolphin. I don't think
5: it was.
4: Okay. I don't think it was. Okay. Big game. Are we buying our selva-ing? Vikings mm-hmm. at Dolphins. And the Dolphins, of course, going through it. Both QBs, QB1 and QB2 on the men there, uh, of course, of course, Tua tonga Bailoa and Teddy Bridgewater. So Mm -hmm. much so that the team is galvanizing, getting together, keeping their extra focus. Tyreek Hill and the team captains taking out that ping pong table out of the locker room. By your Selva, I think this is a good move to keep on focus.
1: Selva, Uh, Ah. if you have to do this, then that means. You're, you're not as focused and you have bigger issues than you realize, uh, this is something that should have no bearing on, uh, what you're doing at this point in time. I think like you have to be consistent. You're going to have your highs and your lows. That's not going to be the great equalizer. Oh, wow. You know what? I missed this tackle and we got blown out because you know what? I I played too much ping pong. That's just not happening. Right. Um, you know the, the other thing too very interesting is i was speaking with eric allen we used to work together a former quarterback for the evils and for the raiders and he had said that when he played for the raiders it was so competitive because it was him it was jerry rice it was tim brown and it was also rich gannon as the quarterback and john gruden was the head coach so they would be going back and forth back and forth so after they lose a big game they go to the billiards table to go play and all the billiard balls are gone because Gannon was so mad that they lost. And in the end, what did it really do? I mean, if if you're going to be preparing for any sort of opponent, it, that's not going to be distracting you. If it is, there are bigger problems. Let's just be even keel and just, hey, play to 21 and it's all good. You can do your little cut if you want over the net. To get the serve, I don't think that's gonna be a big uh, issue if if you're trying to prepare for for an NFL team.
4: And you're not wrong, Will. <laughs> you really are not wrong. I get it. I get it. But on the other end of the spectrum, mm. there's somebody you're definitely watching to be your perro macho.
1: Yeah, so so uh, perro macho, that is something in Nicaragua that my mom had said like. A perro macho. We talk about, like, he's got that dog in him. That was really a perro macho in Nicaragua, you know? Um, A little inebriated when that was said. He said, like, ah, soy el perro macho de las piedras, you know? So, uh, that aside, so that's that's where perro macho comes from. For me, it's Jalen Hurts. We touched upon it before with... Uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles. I think watching his development has been so much fun just to see how he now has just tremendous anticipation, sees the, the receivers they're coming out of break and just delivers the ball like that. And before he would wait for guys to be open. And I think this, this Sunday night game against the Cowboys will maybe cement his MVP candidacy. And I also think MJ, I also think that if he wins, this is going to be a signature one for him. And I think then the Eagles will say, you know what? We've got our quarterback.
4: Ooh, Ooh. that's so. a big praise. And you know who would agree with you? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts <laughs> and the entire Eagles nation. I love that. No, he's 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 been superb all season long. And I love it because he even gave a little dig at the local media. Like, no, no, no. You don't want to talk to us when we had a losing record. Don't talk to us now that we're undefeated. Remember when they were so quick? First yep. season in, ah, oh, Jail is not the answer. Get him out of here. And now he's mm-hmm. like, what's up though? What's up? I love that Yeah. I
1: love it. Yeah. And and he's totally um and, and he's totally a leader. Everybody's rallied around him. So big, big fan. Perro macho from him. Um, you know, the other thing that 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 I love with working with you is your name is MJ. And we're gonna have to get <laughs> into this at some point in time about your name and my name. I, mm-hmm. I, I've got some some takes on my name. Um, and I'm curious about yours but we'll do that at a later pod but I think MJ I think you and I think Michael Jordan or I yeah. think of uh, Michael Jackson MJ means greatness to me so being as great as you are who is your MJ? who is the one that you're going to be looking at this week that you say ah they can match me Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson
4: you know what? And this might not be a name that people are expecting. Geno Smith, go on out there and have a day. I think a week or so ago, he, was, he was the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. He's been doing his job, lighting it up. And remember, when Russ left Seattle, all of us were thinking, hey, Pete, you're going to bring in another guy? Oh, no, it's either going to be Drew Locke or it's going to be Geno Smith. And then Geno was named the starter. And everyone was like, oh, are you sure about that? We talked about this on Total Access earlier this week. How smart does Pete Carroll look right now? He's like, I'm sorry, oh. what was that? What's going on? What's going on <laughs> with Gino? I, what I hope is that he keeps this going. What I always want to see from him is that consistency. This is your moment, bro.
2: How many guys like- get a
4: chance after being a backup to go be the starter and then play the way that he has for a team that was so overlooked this season? Everybody said, you know what? The Seahawks are done. They still got a lot of work to do. But Gino, have a day, man. Have a day. Say Geno Smith.
5: Yeah, I thought you were gonna say uh Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Um <laughs> I think that we have a really good um we have a good offense. I think me and Travis, I mean
6: I think we're really good. And and uh, you know, with Coach Reed, I I think I I'm MJ. I, I think that I'm gonna get over again uh and make a one and four for uh for, for Josh Allen. Uh I, I think that we have what it takes. We don't need Tyreek.
4: I just want everybody to know these are the first times I'm hearing, except for the Jerry Jones impression. So this is in real time reaction. That's phenomenal. I changed my greatness. I change it to you and the impressions. Oh, my God. It's too good.
0: (laughs) You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. Shop now at a store near you.
3: You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream, Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to Land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.
2: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Some 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
5: What's up? I'm John Wall. And
2: I'm
6: CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all?
3: I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could
5: have took it all.
0: I said, say, OG, oh, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because you ain't need it?
6: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
0: A
2: redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait!
3: Did we just invent
0: California?
2: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
4: And this is how you kick off El Huddle. We got a chance to sit down with Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez as he gets ready for another week of Thursday Night Football. All right, a very, very huge El Huddle welcome to Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it, Tony Gonzalez joining us. Tony, thank you yes. so much for coming on. Oh,
5: well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
4: You know, yes. you, you've done it all, my friend. A master of the game in the NFL, Hall of Famer, excellent uh, broadcaster and analyst, and excellent actor as well. (laughs) By the way, I just saw you in MVP with Nate Boyer's film, which is very close to my heart. Uh, My husband is actually part of the Emerging Vets and Players organization. It was phenomenal. Um, I wanted to ask you quickly on that as we got going here how it was not just knowing the organization, but then creating this film with Nate Boyer. For those who don't know, Merging Vets and Players is an organization that brings together former athletes and former service members to sort of bridge that gap and that familiarity of life after the uniform.
5: Yeah, well, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough when you leave the NFL. Obviously, I can't speak from a, a military pers- perspective, but I know that's part of what what the group is. It's, it's, it's saying, hey, you've done something your whole life. And now oh, it's yeah. gone and it's over. And uh, you've been through so much with it and, and you get depressed. Uh, you get feelings of loneliness. You get, you get, you know, feelings of being vulnerable. You're like, what do I do now? How do, how do I make this work? And, uh, and, and obviously the military guys, they've seen some atrocities uh, sometimes. And so it's, it's all about bringing us together and telling our stories and, and, and helping each other through that process, okay, of, of turning that page and going to the next chapter in life, and so that's kind of what the that's what the movie was about that Nate did, and uh, you know they did it at we shot the scenes at Unbreakable. Unbreakable is uh, a gym owned by Jay Glazer, yeah. and he's a big proponent yeah. of, of bringing the guys together. So it's just a, a really really cool intense organization they come together they work out and then and then they sit in a circle which was was showed in the movie all that stuff is is is, is real that happens obviously we're acting in the movie but that stuff goes on all the time and it's such it's it's, it's so beneficial to to our psyche as players and, and 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 guys that have left the military and now have to figure out okay what's next
1: you know tony this is quite the departure from uh triple x the return of xander <laughs> cage uh you know right. what i mean like you have this career where you've been able to do different things i know you want to do more when it comes to your acting career
5: yeah i do i do i, I shot a, a a show last year called long slow exhale i did eight episodes of that uh, i just shot a movie called fantasy football Uh, with, uh, Omari from, uh, from, from power. If people know him, uh, it's a great movie. Yeah. uh, The NFL is all behind it. Tony Romo and Jim Nance are in there doing the commentary. It's a really cute Nickelodeon Paramount plus movie. I play a coach. Uh, and you know, I'm just doing things like now, whatever I can get my hands on, uh, I'll, I'll do it. Cause I love acting. It's such a, it reminds me of football a lot in that sense. Like you learn your lines, like you learn your plays. And then yeah. when you go out there, you gotta, you gotta let go. You can't be worried about what happened before right. or what happened after. It's so in the moment, uh, kind of like live television with broadcasting too. I, I like those moments that make me extremely uncomfortable that you like, you better do it or, or you're going to get made fun of, I guess. I don't know. <laughs>
4: Well, I'm mean, we you know. Were, yeah, no question. <laughs> and you were a little bit uncomfortable and maybe just cold on TNF over in Kansas City uh, a oh. couple of weeks back. I feel that I can't be in anything that's below 60 degrees or like my my fingers are done. Yeah. Done. done. It's a wrap for me. But other than the cold weather, and we know that's something that's just sort of part of the gig. How has it been with this new TNF crew? I mean, Sherm and Fitz and Carissa, who's phenomenal. I mean, it's a cast of thousands out there. We've really enjoyed watching it on prime video. How has it been for you now that you guys are off and running?
5: Oh, it it couldn't be going better. You know, at the beginning, beginning when they're like, Hey, you got Richard Sherman and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Andrew Whitworth. These guys, first of all, they're fresh off the field. So everybody knows them from their playing days. And you, you know what you, always get a little uncomfortable because i remember i did the same thing obviously i retired i went right into television i think these young guys well i call them young they're, they're older now but they have an advantage because when i came into the league if they put a microphone in your face the coach was always like shut up don't say anything Ooh, we don't talk too right. much you know yeah. uh, and i think nowadays with social media and you saw richard when he was playing and, and ryan the same thing like these guys were out there they just didn't care like they were dressing up in costumes obviously uh, uh ryan had his chains and the, the beard and all that stuff <laughs> these guys are coming in tv ready which is what you have to have where you cannot worry about what anybody else thinks and you have to just go and these guys have been phenomenal and then we have obviously Krista thompson she's she's my my sister like she's she's the best uh just making everybody comfortable guiding the desk and all that stuff but i couldn't ask for a better team and and it, it, i think the other thing too is uh our, we have no ego that, that was that was look if we can disagree with each other but we'll do it respectfully but the name of the game here let's have some fun if if, if it's right. like we have a drink on that desk but we don't have a drink but that's what it is like it's us having a conversation you can
4: tell us tony <laughs> I know. Tell
1: us. <laughs> where, where
5: do you
4: have it
1: where's the stash it's okay
5: tony. underneath i got my little hooch <laughs> my little, my little well
1: it looks like you guys do have a lot of fun and i look at Fitzpatrick and how he dresses sometimes I think he's Alan from the hangover and he's going to bust out like you know we are the three best friends yes. that we've ever had we're the three best friends we've ever had like he feels like the Zach Galifianakis of the group amazing I- is he yes he is he's a funny guy <laughs> yes. yes okay they, they, absolutely these guys are, are really
5: smart too uh, I mean uh, uh, Richard's a, a Stanford graduate and yeah. Ryan's a Harvard graduate uh, Andrew an uh, LSU graduate. I can make fun of him, though, because LSU. But <laughs> And I went to Berkeley. But I'm the only one who didn't graduate. Put it that way. I'm the dumb one on the desk.
4: Stop it. Uh
5: okay. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I went to Berkeley, but I never graduated.
2: <laughs> so, okay, I how, love it.
4: What have been some of the observations? from? Let's start with your former teams. Kansas City, Atlanta, um, and just how this year has been unfolding already. Because through several weeks, it, it – it's still a little hazy on, on who's going to run with it and which conference is actually stronger. What we thought was real wasn't in a lot of these aspects. Let's start with the Chiefs.
5: Uh, well, the Chiefs, obviously Tyreek Hill, that's that's the big story. Losing him, what are you going to do? Yeah. How are you going to make it work without him? And you bring in a couple new receivers, Juju. And when you have a guy like, like Patrick Mahomes... Uh, mm-hmm. A generational player. That's the luxury you have. It's kind of like with Aaron Rodgers. You've seen all those years where, okay, we don't need first round picks to surround him because he's so great. He's going to make everybody else around him so much better. And I think you're starting to see that. That offense is really starting to click now. Uh, obviously, you missed that explosiveness from Tyreek, but you still got the best tight end in the league, or one of the best tight ends, Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, you still got Andy Reid calling plays uh your defense uh the spagnolia the defensive coordinator is still calling up great defense chris jones is on that defensive side of the ball they have players to go back to the afc championship game to go back to the super bowl and i wouldn't be surprised if they make it there now with the with the with the falcons did you ask me about them (laughs)
4: Yeah, because I I feel like they've been in so many close ones. Right. I I think they've been playing better than expected, just not been able to close out. But I think people are overlooking them a little bit. Yeah, Yeah.
5: I I think they are, too. Arthur Smith, the head coach. I I love him. I think he's great. He's doing Mm -hmm. the most he can with the talent on that team. Uh, Nothing against Marcus Mariota, but we know what Marcus Mariota can do. Good quarterback, but obviously not like on that Patrick Mahomes, that Super Bowl caliber guy that could take you to the Super Bowl. Uh, but the players, Cordell uh, Patterson, who, who was a receiver really, and has always played that kind of you know that that army Swiss Army knife type guy, but using him more at that running back position now, and using him out of the back, it's been genius. I I, I love watching Arthur Smith. He, when he was at Tennessee, he would come up with these great schemes. He reminds me of a young Andy Reid. Really, the way he's able to come up with some of these offensive scripted plays. And they just need players, I think. I mean, nothing is the guy's there, but you need a couple more players to go with their really good players. And they're a team that I think could build for the future.
1: Now you look at those coaches, Arthur Smith, and you mentioned Andy Reid as well. You had a prolific career as a tight end, one of the best ones the game has ever seen. Hall of Famer. When you look at some of these play callers and you look at the landscape, and you say to yourself, boy. I could have probably had even more yards <laughs> than what I had before. Do you ever say that to yourself? Like, I could do some damage here if Mahomes was my quarterback. Right? Well,
5: if you want to ask my wife that question, she probably tell you, "Yeah, shut up, <laughs> stop, stop complaining." Stop like, I'm <laughs> that old guy, like, yeah, do you know what I could have done if I was with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes or, or or Tom Brady or Peyton or whatever? I mean, uh, but you, you know, I, I'm I I make no. Uh, I don't have a problem with with my career. Obviously, I, I think I did pretty well, no matter what. So. Uh, but yeah, it would be quite nice to see you know to play with one of those guys to play with one of those coaches, especially with the rules. That that's the biggest thing uh, yeah. that, that I would love now because you. I mean, come on, it's an offensive league. People want to see points. You can't touch the yeah. quarterback anymore. When you go over the middle, mm-hmm. they can't grab you anymore, and they can't they can't hit you in the head. Thank God, you know, and which is honestly, when I was coming in, that's what they were trying to, do. they were trying to knock you out of the game. So uh, it, the rules have changed to, to help the offense go out there and score more points. And I'm okay with that. Uh, I love watching Travis, watching Kittle, watching Kyle Pitts down there in Atlanta. I, I, I want to mm-hmm. see these guys explode that tight end to make it even better. Cause I'm a big believer. I know I'm biased, but if you don't have a great tight end, I don't just look at the Super Bowl teams. You probably, it's going to be very, very tough to go out there and have that complete offense that could take you to the Super Bowl.
4: I love that you brought up those guys because as we're looking at this next generation of the tight end position, right? You mentioned the Kittles, you mentioned um Travis Kelsey. I'd love to throw in Darren Waller and what he's been able yeah. to do the last couple of seasons. Um, who are you excited to see continue to d- develop and take the tight end position to the next yeah, year?
5: yeah, don't forget about Mark Andrews over there in Baltimore. Sure. I think yeah. he flies extremely under the radar. Uh mm-hmm. as, as I think right now, if you took it right right now, he's the best tight end in the league, that combo wow. tight end blocking and catching. He does it all. Dallas Goddard is another guy who's been in the league for a while, but he's really starting to find his footing out there. Yeah. The guys, Darren Waller, phenomenal. These guys are taking that athletically, especially, Oh, Kyle Pitts. Don't get me going about that guy. Like he's next level athleticism. We'll see if he can keep putting it together. He already went over a thousand yards as as a rookie. Uh, But these guys, like I said before, if you don't have that tight end, you, you will not have that complete offense. You, you, you won't, you won't be able to go to the Super Bowl. It doesn't seem like it works. I mean, it's very rare that that it that it can work without that complete. It's because it's a mismatch every time. I mean, you put a DB on me, I'm a bigger and stronger than him. <laughs> right. You put a linebacker right. on me, I'm gonna I'm gonna out quick him and, and get out of the break uh faster than him. So uh th- these guys are taking it to the next level. I love it.
1: Uh well, one one team that's not taking it to the next level, at least from the offensive side, has to be right now. The Denver Broncos uh, that game, obviously you guys had televised it between them and the Colts and that offense. I mean, even even Al Michaels was bored, right? (laughs) I mean, he was even like struggling to come up with things for this, right? And so you had said that Russell Wilson was like Aladdin. Like he was trying to be something that he's not. Why is this thing not working? Is it that the, the blame should be more on Russell Wilson and he should take more of a role in, in what plays are called, or is it more on Nathaniel Hackett where right now the thought is that he's in over his head so far, given the, the, problems that they've had trying to get plays in the clock management Uh, where where do you fall on that is is it is it russ is it more on hackett or or a combo of both
5: well i think at the beginning i would say it was a combo of both if you look at the last three games the clock management has been fine it was a problem at the beginning and nathaniel yeah hackett coach hackett admitted that and we spoke to him before the game. He's like, yeah, it was a problem. You know, the clock's going faster this year for whatever uh, the way they, they start the clock and all that stuff. So so he's like, we had a problem. I hired a clock coach. It's fixed. It hadn't. We haven't had a problem. And they haven't in the last three games. I think from a play calling perspective, uh, at this point, I'm putting the blame way more on Russell than I am on coach Hackett uh, because like at the end of the game, that last fourth and one, when they, when they lost that game, that's a play that Russell wanted Nathaniel uh, coach Hackett came out and said that. Uh, and I agree with that. You pay this guy that much money and you put the ball in his hands and a play that he wants. And that's the play that he wanted. He didn't make the play and he had guys wide open. I'm looking at Russell Russell came, he wanted out of Seattle and he was having all that, all those problems there because he wants to be like, it seems, it seems like he wants to be like Aaron. He said it, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he wants to be Peyton Manning. He wants to be Tom Brady. He wants to be those guys. And it's like, you're, you're not that guy. It would be kind of like me saying as, as good as I was at tight end because Russell make no mistake about it. Guy's a phenomenal player, but he has a style that he plays like. It's like if I'm a tight end and I'm one of the best tight ends in the league, and back when I was playing, it's like me saying, I want to be like Randy Moss. I want to be like TO. I could be like that. It's like, no, Tony, like stay, you're a tight end and you're very good at it. Yeah. So don't try to be something that you're not. It's good enough. And and Russell needs to get out on those boots. You need to get out on those uh, those plays where he's making plays with his legs. That's where you shine. You are not, you're a good, you're a good pocket passer. You're not a great one at it. And it's shown, it's been that way throughout his career. So uh, I think right now it's a it's a case of mistaken identity for him right there and the players are on his team are going to start giving it to him you saw it on the on the film Mm -hmm. that that, i've been on that you do not want to be in that locker room where okay we know that right now you're trying to be something you're not we don't want to hear that rah-rah stuff we're losing you get it corrected and get it corrected now and get back to that guy that we know you can be and that we paid you all that money for otherwise it's going to hit the fan and i'm i'm anxious to see how this thing uh turns out
1: do you think it already has do you think that it's already hit the fan
5: yeah it already has but it could but we got a long season we got way more games to play and so maybe yeah, yeah. he can get it corrected. I know he had the trouble with his arm now. I'm like, okay, is that – I believe you. But, I mean, it, it, does it really Sounds inhibit – skeptical, though. Th- does it inhibit you that much? I, I don't know. M- maybe that's yeah. the problem then. But his throws have been awful. His reads have been awful. And uh, I'd yeah. like to see him get it. I, like, we all – I like Russ. Russ. Russ is a good dude, but – Right now, like that rah-rah and go Broncos country, even at the end of that, people it just turns people off. I hope that he can yeah. look in the mirror and go, you know what, man, I got to get back to being that, that old guy, uh, that old guy that I was, that third-round draft choice that grinded, that, that made plays with his legs, uh, that was so calm and smooth in the pocket. Because right now, it looks, it looks awful.
4: Yeah, let's ride. How about let's not? Yeah. Let's how just about, get back how
5: to about let's things. hide? Let's <laughs> too, Let's man. get
4: back to what we know you can do. Um, And of course, Tony, we know that you kill it in every aspect of your career. Thank you so much. We are so proud to see you continue to, well, you are one who has reinvented himself over and over and over again, but still true to who you are. Tony Gonzalez, thank you so much for coming through. We appreciate it. Thanks, you, Tony. Guys. Thanks appreciate for having it. me, guys.
1: Appreciate it. MJ Tony Gonzalez, fantastic guest. So much that we could have delved in with him. Uh, Also, probably didn't know this, but he loves getting up and taking cold showers. That is
4: his thing. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So, so I need like scalding,
4: burning off my skin hot. No, no,
1: me too. And there's a reason why he (laughs) wore those gloves in Cleveland or whatever it was for. um, For, for Thursday Night Football. So great having him on. We're going to have a lot of Latino voices like that who are part of the game, who who make this game so special, players, broadcasters, entertainers, et cetera. So that's what we hope to achieve on this podcast. I'm also hoping to achieve uh, a, a computer that works as well. Oh my so gosh. thank goodness, thank goodness that we were able to get this off the ground at least.
4: I had no doubt, Will, no technology retro Mercury retrograde is going to stop us (laughs) from getting this spot on. We've worked too hard, we've been waiting too long, so we will always find a way to get on here. I'm so excited for what's to come um, the rest Mm -hmm. of the season as we continue to incorporate other voices from, like you mentioned, the different areas in entertainment and music, of course, those who love and even those who cover the game from our perspective and beyond. It's very collaborative. We're very inclusive, and that's what I love about us. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed our first episode. We will be back every Thursday with a new episode of El Huddle. Have a great one.
1: Yes. See you, everybody.
3: Com. It's where the adventure begins.
2: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Bop Kids, Kids Megan Trainor, Bissele Puma, Sarah Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
3: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
2: A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait!
0: Did we just invent California?
2: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com. You've probably heard a lot about
4: electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle